Oh, hello. I didn't see you there. This is Dr. Thaddeus Venture, and you're listening to the Long Box Guys. Whatever that means. the long box guys gonna do tonight brain the same thing the long box guys do every night pinky drink and talk about comics they're useless to taking over the world yes hey everybody and welcome to this week's episode of the i almost said the key quick <laughs> hey everybody welcome to this week's episode of the long box guys with me as always are some of my very best friends since i was a very little kid mike manny how you doing and what are you drinking i am doing well and in honor of stacy i've been drinking water Someone should be drinking it. Stacy's taking a slight hiatus. She just started a new job. We'll see her at some of the episodes coming up, especially if we do anything that has to do with something that's cool and toy-related. I'm sure we can lure her back. Josh, how you doing, and what are you drinking? Uh, I'm doing good, and I'm just drinking a cloud candy from Mighty Squirrel out of Waltham, Massachusetts. It's a nice place to stop by. What, what kind of notes are we talking about here? This is, a, I mean, this is like a really fluffy New England IPA. It's a little apricot. It's really nice. Don't like advertisements. Well, stop for you! <laughs> Tommy, how you doing? What are you drinking? I'm doing okay. I am drinking some great King Street Artist Blend Scotch by Compass Box. How are you doing, Tommy? What are you drinking? I'm doing great. I'm doing uh, something that uh, I call a monkey's paw, which is uh, scotch with just a little bit of the peanut butter scotch on top of it. And uh, I'm not sure why it became known as the monkey's paw, but I like it. I get three wishes if I drink enough of them. None of those wishes come through, but I do get to make them, which is nice. Which is nice. Mm. Speaking of wishes and magic in general, today we're talking about Dr. Druid. Yes, everyone's totally excited about this. Why are we talking about Dr. Druid today? Because he's actually a very important character in the Marvel Universe, a precursor to Dr. Strange. He really is. And if you want to talk about parentage, the three guys who made this character are three of the best undisputed, I think, in the world. Mikey, who created Dr. Drew? Uh, Stan Lee was the writer, Jack Kirby did the pencils, and Steve Ditko did the inking. You can't really get better than that, can you? Maybe Storenko doing the backgrounds, maybe. Well, Storenko's still in here. I can feel it. I swear to Christ, I can feel it. Jim, for those not that know, Jim Storenko, I asked for an autograph, he said no, but, and then he poked me in the forehead, I'll always be right here, like hard, and I swear, every time I hear his name, I can feel those meaty-ass fingers poking me in the head. He did something to me, guys. Oh, he like definitely did something to you. Oh, he did something to you. Yeah. Speaking of mesmerism, that's what a Dr. Druid's big power is, isn't it, Mike? Sure. Dr. Druid is... The D-list Doctor Strange, uh, but let's go back to 1961. Stanley and Jack Kirby are like we are going to bring back the uh, superheroes with the Fantastic Four, the first family of Marvel Comics, and that's really kicks off Marvel Comics 
as we know it today. Now, Timely Comics was a precursor to that. Also a precursor to Marvel Comics was Atlas Comics. And that's where we meet Dr. Druid. Uh, or, as he was known then, Dr. Droom. Uh, he appeared in one of the horror anthologies. But, make no mistake about it, he was definitely the precursor to Dr. Strange. He was a precursor to superheroes. He didn't wear spandex or anything like that, but his whole mission was to fight evil. He gets contacted uh, by a llama who is... Uh, yeah, I said it, a llama. Not uh, not the animal. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but a Tibetan monk if you will, uh, who is not feeling well. Dr. Droom is a physician, an Irish physician who is now living in the United States. He helps this person out, and they decide we are going to make you our heir apparent. Um, and it turns out it's not quite the case. It's, you're my backup in case this guy, Dr. Strange, doesn't work out. It's the ancient <laughs> one. But in the original comics, before Doctor Strange had even been created, the monk is the ancient one and gives Doctor Droom his powers. And then the ancient one's assistant, the Wong knockoff, starts to assist Doctor Droom. Uh, he lasts a total of four issues, maybe seven if you count him introducing some of the horror tales, and is completely forgotten about. Com Completely forgotten about by the fuckers who created him. <laughs> because later on, Stan Lee's like, you know what? We really need a magic character. Hey, I got an idea about a guy who meets this Tibetan monk who teaches him. He's a doctor. Like, Stan Lee just regurgitates everything he did with Dr. Droom, but makes it Dr. Strange instead. Mike, you had a really good point earlier. Do you want to make that point again? Because it really brought it home for me. I don't know what point I, I made. Oh, it's like they forgot Plastic Man. And oh. Made yeah, it's kind of like DC Comics forgot they owned the rights to Plastic Man, so they created Elongated Man. Stan Lee forgot he had totally created Dr. Droom and was like, let's do Dr. Strange. And then years later, Roy Thomas, who was an aficionado on comic book history, was like, uh, what about this dude? Who? Dr. Droom? Who the fuck is Dr. Drew? Uh, yeah, he was like a superhero that you guys created? He was? Oh, well, we can't use Dr. Drew because that'll fuck up people. With, they'll confuse him with Dr. Doom. So give him a new name. All right. Dr. Druid? Because he's a... We're going to make Druid? him... Give him a Celtic bend? Okay. And Dr. Druid becomes the worst fucking Avenger of all time. <laughs> No yes, he... Mantis. He's worse. He is a magic user who is constantly gets his will broken and taken over by people. Hey, he's got that complication that he's easily seduced. And you know what, Mike? When we were all making characters in high school, it's every complication we ever wanted. Easily seduced. <laughs> and vulnerable to iron. Look... Look, he joined the Avengers a little late. He was past his prime. He wasn't really hitting at the time. I mean, 
why wouldn't he be easily seduced? Yeah, I love the fact that they made him a paunchy 50-year-old dude who had lost most of his hair. Um, uh, but besides that, he he's constantly being just used and abused by other characters in the Marvel Universe. Uh, his original origin, this I find interesting, he's an He's a white dude. Uh, he's actually originally from the United States in the original comics, uh, not Ireland. But when the Ancient One bestows the powers on him, they turn him into a horrible, racist version of a, an Asian stereotype. And he's like, why did my features change? It's because you, you can't... Your, your old body wouldn't have been able to handle the mystic energies. You have to be Asian in order to handle the mystic energies. So, yeah, look that up if you want. It is just mwah, perfectly horrible in today's comics. Yeah. Uh, so, as you can tell, as you can tell, I'm a huge fan. I'm a huge fan, too. Uh... The only series that I think Dr. Druid is any good in is the Warren Ellis four-issue miniseries called Druid. And that is because Warren Ellis was ahead of his time. He, this is along the same veins of his uh, Son of Satan series. It, it, if Marvel had Vertigo, this series, Druid, would have been on the Vertigo title line. Because it's all about a man who is overambitious, and that leads to his downfall and death. And by the way, yes, Dr. Druid is dead. Um, although I did think, he, well, you said you were drinking the monkey paw? I thought that was amazing, because in Marvel Apes, Dr. Druid's weapon of choice is called the monkey's paw. Ooh, what does it do? Fuck if I know. I didn't read that shit, and I love ape comics. Well, normally the monkey paw grants four wishes, depending on how well the monkey lived his life. I don't, I don't know. Tom, why do you like this character? Well, first off, I, whenever I saw this character in comic books, I knew there was going to be something mystical, and I like a little mysticism in my comic books. I always have. So when I would see Dr. Druid on the cover... I'd get a little excited going, all right, we're going to get a little fantasy in with my superheroes. And that I like that. Um, maybe I also saw him as a precursor to someone I could cosplay in the future without, you know, having to try too hard. Because <laughs> I have the same bald paint, and I'm a little paunchy, so, you know, I could easily cosplay as Dr. Drew at any damn time I want. As a matter of fact, I've been called it twice in public for no reason. Hey, Dr. Drew! Now, now I'm just... Uh, Chubby white guy. Uh, I did like his uh, power set. They weren't nearly as powerful as Doctor Strange's. Uh, the power of mesmerism, the power of telekinesis, a little bit of levitation, a little bit of precognosis, but nothing so over off the charts. And I, I did want to mention that uh, in Remo Williams, The Adventure Begins, if Chun could have made Remo Asian, oh, he totally would have. That was actually, he actually tried a couple times. <laughs> Why don't you like this character? The the, the people who created him were like the best 
in their field at the prime of their abilities. There's no reason. Yeah, and they and they forgot about him completely. Yeah, <laughs> they were they were so underwhelmed with their own creation. Years later, they did the same exact origin story, except made a whole new character instead of reusing him. So it's not a whole new character. It's basically the same character. Yeah, with a better name and a better look. And yeah. More yeah. So they improved on the character, absolutely, 100%. But... Tom? Yeah. Um, I, now, who's the new guy who plays uh, um, James Bond? It's jacked. The new James Bond. What's the actor's name? The latest James Bond? Daniel yeah. Craig? Daniel yeah. Craig. Okay. So, Tom, you used to run our top secret campaigns, right? Yeah. Okay. Now, if I replaced you with Daniel Craig... People are not going to say, I improved on you. (laughs) (laughs) And I love you like a brother, and I'm saying that (laughs) from the recesses of my heart, I love you. But there's a point where it's not (laughs) improved. Wow, you could have just just used a George Lazarby... Rather than just fucking shitting on Tom, you got a little something on your chest there, Tom. <laughs> My heart. <laughs> Maybe that was too far. <laughs> I like those campaigns. I love those campaigns. Uh, apparently not. <laughs> All right. So. So when he first joined the Avengers. And he tried to play a prank on She-Hulk by creating this sort of, like, illusion that was attacking She-Hulk, and she went to fight it off. I don't understand why She-Hulk didn't just rip his head off right then and there and end the character, because it would have been like a mercy killing in the Marvel Universe. So Dr. Druid gets... Mind controlled by Terminatrix, uh, who was. It's a good name. It's a good name. I don't care what she does or her powers. That's a good name. And then, even after she releases him, she gets cast into limbo, and he still follows her <laughs> because he's smitten with her. Uh, we've all been there. I, I, I moved to Memphis. He he goes on to lead the secret defense. You know, he was the leader of the Avengers at the time when he betrays the Avengers because he's mind-controlled. Then he takes over the secret defenders. And as the leader of the secret defenders, he is again taken control of by a demon. <laughs> he's just... He's a foible. Yeah. He, he, doesn't, I, have, he doesn't have the arc, right? It's where he redeems himself that just doesn't yeah. happen. Yeah. Yeah. He just keeps fucking up. I don't, I mean, I don't remember him in a lot. And honestly, I didn't go back and try to read a lot, but the little I did remember, I always thought of him sort of like the guy Gardner of the Avengers, where he was kind of like a punching bag for the most part. He was kind of a dick, but he was mostly just a foible for, for stuff for bad things to happen. Yeah, he was never really used as a primary character. He was a MacGuffin. 
Yeah, yeah he was always yeah. a MacGuffin. Yeah, he was yeah. just—he was a tool in more but ways than one. But in the writing, he always thought of himself like, "Oh, if I were leader of the Avengers, I could do so much with this team. I could do so much with this team. I could take this team to such great heights." And yet, you're like, "No, you're like the worst Avenger ever." Once again, that was Mantis. Agree to disagree. So next week we're doing the worst Avenger, our top three worst Avengers. No, we only we only promote what we love. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> see, Doctor Druid brings us down a dark road. He does, yeah. Uh, as if we were mind control. Who would you get to play Doctor Druid? Oh, Kelsey Grammer. Uh, he's already Beast. I'd say he's. Uh, yeah, you could use anybody though. It doesn't really matter. Uh, I'm going to go okay. with Gerard Butler, just because Josh doesn't know who he is. <laughs> uh, I will, I'm going to go with, um, uh, shit, what's his name from the wine movie? Giamatti. Sideways. Yeah, uh, I'm going with Paul Giamatti. He was already Rhino. Ah, <laughs> uh, shit, he was. God damn it. I'm sorry, Paul Giamatti it. was Rhino? Yeah, at the end of one of the Spider-Man movies, yeah. I remember they gave the stupid armor in the Sandman one. But yeah, I... shit, you're right, Mike. He's out. I need a non. Ah, oh, fuck. All right, who played uh, Thomas uh, Hayden Church? Like just stick with the same movie. <laughs> no. I'm oh, he was Sandman. Sandman. He was Sandman. He was Sandman. Right. Like, and will be again. The guy who was chief in Battlestar Galactica. No, no, Vicini for the Princess Bride. Oh, okay. Aaron Douglas. He might not be alive. I was going to say, that that guy's too old. The CD might not be alive. No, Aaron Douglas was a chief in Battlestar Galactica. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think he could do it. Yeah. He's too good looking. My dinner with Andre, actually. He do a lot with makeup. No. The guy... Russell Crowe. Newman. <laughs> From Newman. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he, that's a good one. He Josh. has a name, <laughs> Josh. I'm sure he does. Nobody knows what it is, though. It is. It's the guy who played Newman. That's I got nothing. <laughs> Even his mom doesn't remember that dude's name. He's fucking Newman. No, Sean Wallace. Sean Wallace is our guy. Sean Wallace is dead. No, I'm looking at him right now. He's not dead. He's what, you, you've got a camera in his bathroom? Right now? You're what, at him. what we gotta talk about him on the geek leak in order for him to die? Is that what, what what's going on here? First off, he's a reoccurring character on Young Sheldon. Okay, I don't know. Who, uh, no, who's the actor? I don't know who he is. Hold on, I'm putting up a picture of him in a second that I won't be able to see. Oh. And uh, he's he's the scene from The Princess Bride. Oh, he's still alive. Inconceivable. Okay. I yeah, I know who he is. I just yeah. didn't, I thought he was dead. That's all. He's gotta be like 80 years old. He's 77. Yeah. You said that like you were contradicting him, but... I know, you're right. <laughs> How dare you claim he's 80 years old? You're off by three! Off by yeah, it's close enough. You fucking tool! It's closest God. without going over, LT. Read a calendar! <laughs> yeah, Jesus, fucking Price is Right rules. That's the law of the land. Read a Stonehenge, because he's a druid. <laughs> oh, see, so you did there, yeah. Bringing it all back together. Yeah. 
Fine. I mean, Dr. Drew is supposed to be like an expert martial artist also. What? I don't remember that. Where did you, where oh, did you possibly oh, yes. get that? Oh, yes. Go back and read your Avengers, like, I don't know, 276 or whatever he was an Avenger. I, I assure you I will not. <laughs> I did. I'm pretty sure that's not I did, because he was helping uh, Avengers 276 and 278. When he's fighting Dane Whitman, is Dane Whitman is is recuperating from getting a beat on by uh, Mr. Hyde. A beat on? Ooh, yes. I love yeah, Mr. Hyde. Mr. Hyde beat the crap out of Jarvis. It's Mr. Hyde beat the crap out of Jarvis and uh, and the Black Knight, and Black Knight was recovering, and uh, Doctor Druid. Uh, in helping his recovery was uh, helping, uh, you know, spar him. Yeah, let's get the paunchy middle-aged guy to go sparring with the Black Knight. Yeah. Exactly. Who's just recovering from a beatdown. Yeah, that makes sense, actually. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> All right, let's go 50%. Uh, I think I only can go 50%. <laughs> I, think I think my 100% is 50%. Uh, more like 35 on a good day, if that's okay. <laughs> all right, so we can all agree. We can all agree that he is the second best Doctor Strange. No, we've all seen What If. He's like the 1.45 million best Doctor yes. Strange. Yes. The know. one that was a duck was the second best. Yeah, like, yeah. So he was uh, in Marvel continuity. Dr. Druid was supposed to be the replacement for Dr. Strange as the Sorcerer Supreme. But I don't think he ever became the Sorcerer Supreme, even when Dr. Strange couldn't do it. Like, we've yeah, had there's... Brother Voodoo, we've had Loki, we've had a lot of other <laughs> Sorcerer Supremes. They've never gone to the Dr. Droom well. Oh, uh, the Hood. Yeah. The Hood was one, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah but not Dr. Druid. So, rest uh, in peace, Dr. Droom. He's like the bridesmaid. I think they told him that he was in line for it just so that they could get a discount on the medical bill because they didn't have good insurance. Tony Stark, notably cheap. He's the Prince William of Sorcerer Supremes. When's he going to die? Anyway. Anyway. No, Mikey, when you got the front of the law box? Well, first, I want to talk about the background that Josh has. Uh, if you're watching this on YouTube, you're probably wondering, who the fuck is that in Josh's background? That is the... That is definitely not Dr. Druid in any shit that I've ever read. I, I swear, it's, a, it's the picture. I mean, he's got the Dr. Druid symbol on his chest. Yeah. I mean, that guy might be wielding the Elder Wand. I'm not sure. But no, no, that is right actually there. Dr. Druid because he's a fucking master of illusion. <laughs> you know what he never skips skip day that's what Dr. Druid never skips it's like saying Mystique doesn't look like Mystique yeah nah it's a little different alright a little different you're right now that I said it out loud I feel different 
So, if you were uh, wondering what we're talking about, we have a YouTube channel uh, called The Long Box Guys. Go ahead and search it out. You can see us actually in person. Well, not in person, on video, because we're not doing this live. Uh, and if you're listening to this on YouTube, we have a podcast called The Long Box Guys, which is available pretty much anywhere you get your podcast. Uh, you can come check it out because we also have other things that we put on our podcast that we don't put in our video because I'm just really lazy about editing. Uh, and speaking of being lazy about editing, we also have another <laughs> Patreon-only podcast that we do called The Geek Leak, where for a mere $1 a month, you can get access to The Geek Leak, which, quite frankly, we do a lot more regularly than we do <laughs> this podcast. <laughs> this podcast. Where we, we paid for that one. Yeah, where we talk about all the geeky things we've been doing during the week, and each week we play uh, a different game uh, where we try to kill celebrities. Uh, so, yeah, go check that out at patreon.com slash guys. All the proceeds go to the Elizabeth Peabody Food Bank. Uh, so not only are you getting an extra podcast from us, you're actually helping... Uh, people, and you are doing good. God's work. You are doing good. I'm talking to you, listeners. All right. Hey, man, this is Kevin Smith, uh, Silent Bob from all those terrible Jane Silent Bob type pictures, and you are listening to Thinking Outside the Long Box, comics talk for comics fans. Now, Mikey, what do you have the front of the long box? Uh, the front of the long box this week, I have the Legion of Superheroes. Brian Michael Bendis made his jump over to DC Comics a few years ago, and one of the things that he asked, in addition to taking over Superman, is he wanted to do a Legion of Superheroes comic book. It is an amazing uh, story in which the Legion of Superheroes travels back in time, gets John Kent, uh, the son of Clark Kent and Lois Lane, and bring him to the future. Um, in the hopes that it will inspire him to eventually create the United Planets. However, what the Legion of Superhero really is about is the United Nations being an ineffectual body. And the only way to promote change is by the young people actually causing and creating the change themselves uh, to make the world a better place. And they can't rely on organizations and traditions like the United Nations. So if you are looking for something socially conscious that's not going to bash you over the head, go ahead and check out the Legion of Superheroes. If you are a fan of the Legion of Superheroes, it's it's just delightful. Dawn Star finally gets a last name. Her last name is Grell, after her creator, Mike Grell. And when I saw that, I was like, oh, that's sweet. And it's funny because depending on what character you're looking at, they have different art styles. And they, because these Legionnaires are like modern day Legionnaires, they wear different outfits instead of the same uniform all the time. And what they do is they just actually take outfits from throughout the history of Legion of Superheroes, and you'll see them wearing them at different points in the series, which is only 12 issues. Uh, it's good, it's clever, it's entertaining. And if you are a fan of Aaron Sorkin and the West Wing, this is the comic for you, because Bendis is definitely influenced 
by the multi-characters talking over each other and having different conversations at once kind of deal. I love the West Wing. Yep. The only thing they they don't have is characters walking down a hallway talking to each other. Huh. They have them flying through space instead. Fair. That's fair. Yeah, there's a lot of exposition that they tell. But you don't even notice it just because the dialogue's so good. And, and I'm just going to say that 12 issues is not enough space or ink to accurately depict how ineffectual the United Nations is. <laughs> they do a pretty good a job. <laughs> sure they do. So does the United Nations. Mm-hmm. Was he just trying to make Grell feel weird about the way he drew his daughter? That's a lot of dead air. <laughs> I have no idea what he's talking about. <laughs> well, you said they gave Donstar Grell's last name. He gave Donstar Grell's last name. If you remember, Grell used to draw that, that character very, very, very... That doesn't sick. make her Mike Grell's daughter. Was his wife? The last name was Grell. Look, if I name something strange, that does not make you its father. <laughs> the hell you're talking about by the way in the in the introduction to Dawnstar they do draw her in classic Mike Grell fashion but then later on she is a little more clothed Uh, Mike Grell was telling us a really hilarious story about uh, him pushing the bounds especially on this particular character and his favorite thing to do with Dawnstar was to push the plunging neckline uh, ever lower and at one point it really was Below the belly button. Oh, yeah, it was out of her frenulum. It was really out of her <laughs> If she had a frenulum, it would have been showing a frenulum. Hey, she's an alien. Don't make assumptions. Yeah. Don't make assumptions. She might Don't have two. Oh, she has like four frenulums. Her erogenous zone actually starts a quarter mile away from her body. Oh, and also triplicate is awesome. She's <laughs> not triplicate. Awesome. It's triplicate girl. It's Triplicate Girls that do what the Triplicate is from the Invincible series. It's from the Invincible right. series, yeah. But they they each have, each of her personalities has a different color glass and it looks like they're three D glasses. Oh. Um, and they each have a color pattern to them. Nice. So when they combine they would look three D. Okay, cool. The artwork's cool. Check it out. Well it sounds cool. Speaking of checking things out, LT? Uh, so in the back of the long box, I have Hailstone. Uh, this is a comicsology original released uh, back in May. Uh, I'm two issues in. So far, it's pretty good. It's by Raphael Scavone, Raphael Delator, Raphael Albuquerque, and Wellesley uh, Manuel. Um, and it's a Western mystery. Hmm. And it's pretty good it's about this small town that has a factory that is uh making civil war munitions and supplies and it's a hard winter and people in the town are nearly starving while the military is kind of living it up 
and people are going missing and the town's asking the military for help and they're like no we need everything for the war effort and uh, it's so far it's been pretty good but like i said i'm only two issues in but artwork's good storyline so far is good um so looking forward to continuing on with it hailstone is that the comiXology original comiXology original cool hey do me a favor can you check out uh clear it's a scott snyder's new series on comiXology sure. uh, unlimited sure i want to get your opinion on it okay i thought we were talking about airport security and i was like fuck clear these guys are miserable <laughs> Uh, we have no idea what the fuck you're talking about, Josh. Uh, uh, so you can sign up like for a it. New thing. You, you, you can go to the airport and it's supposed to like hurry you through security, but they still make you take your shoes off, take your laptop out. Like it's it's just like going through regular security, but with a shorter line, rather oh, than that, going through fa- rather than going to the uh, um, the access line like the the other one where I'm like, oh, why would I rather than pre-check? Yeah, like, why? I don't understand why people would pay for clear instead of getting pre-checked. And it's more yep. expensive than pre-checked. Plus, they also uh, gave you, like, a triple pat-down when you had those cards against humanity with you. Nah, that was different. That, was that, wasn't, that, was, that wasn't clear. But I was like, I don't understand what the point of this is. But anyway. But anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. Josh, do you have a tangent for us? I do have a tangent that's not related to airport security. And uh, so earlier we were talking about Dr. Druid, and so sort of the perception even of the creators, they forgot about him and sort of relaunched him as Dr. Strange. So does anybody have a favorite relaunched intellectual property where maybe there was something old or ugly or even or even if it was really good, but somehow it became a little shinier and uh, better as, uh, as you, you saw the relaunch? I, you know, TVs, movies... Whatever it does, I'm not just talking about comic books because I never do. Uh, the first thing that comes to my mind is Buffy the Vampire Slayer, right? The movie, which was it, its own thing, right? But the series was just so much better. Was exactly what Josh Whedon wanted, rather than what the movie was, and you could tell that the creator of it really loved that series because just so well done. That's a good one. That's going to be tough to be. I never watched any of the Buffy TV shows. Like, honestly, I'm pretty sure I've never seen a whole episode. It's all right. It's good. I think you'd like it, but... I, I did love P.B. Harmon in the original movie, though. So I'll give yeah, his death scene that. was epic. It's That's still going on. Yeah, it's yes. still happening now. Yeah. To this day. Oh, man, you're floating. <laughs> oh, Go home. Man. And every time I, I see, there's this thing on the internet that says uh, we never stop clapping, just the intervals between claps gets longer, and that's the only thing I think of every time I hear that. <laughs> well, I mean, we do eventually stop. Do we? I die. Do we? Do we? No, we uh, don't. We don't. We Tom, what do you got? Uh, you know how much I love Frankenstein, and I do love a lot of the new Frankensteins that came out. Uh, the play that came out uh, that a couple of years ago was great. I liked De Niro's Frankenstein, as crazy as that was. 
so I always get excited when I see a relaunch of the Frankenstein tale and monster. So, you know, I, I think there's been, and there's been a couple that I've really loved. There's one I super hated, of course, which was I Frankenstein. Uh, but uh, I always get excited when I see Frankenstein because I love seeing this character uh, taken over and over and over again. But I'm going to throw one other curve in there, and I'll say that uh, I loved uh, Jolene by Miley Cyrus so much more than I liked uh, Jolene by the incomparable, great, terrific Dolly Parton. Uh, Miley Cyrus, who is Dolly Parton's uh, goddaughter, uh, her version is just more haunting in my mind. Uh -huh. and, oh, and also Dolly Parton's version of Stairway to Heaven is way better than the original Stairway to Heaven. Okay. Sorry, it's true. Uh -huh. um, so, I'm going to go with Battlestar Galactica. The original was great. But I gotta the, the sci-fi series pretty good till the last season. Yeah, till, I really yeah. do agree though. And honestly, if you go back, like I love Battlestar, the original Battlestar when I was a kid. Yeah, don't and, watch uh, it now. And that love is misplaced. Like that, it does not hold true. Uh, I was. I still, I still love it. I still love it. I love it. I still love it because I didn't rewatch the whole thing. Yeah, I didn't rewatch the whole thing. I rewatched a few episodes and was like, oh my God, I have to stop watching this because yeah. this is ruining my childhood for me. Absolutely. It was tarnishing my brain. I can literal, literally feel rust. I could not literally feel this. No, I'm not going to use that word. I could metaphorically feel rust forming on my brain. Uh, but yeah, you're right. It was a, that, was a, that was a great intellectual relaunch until they fucked up in the last season. <laughs> Yeah, they, yeah. Last few seasons weren't weren't that great for me, but but still, you know, that was great. And you know, since Tom had to throw out you know some music, I really do love the acoustic version of Crazy Train that a local band that has been defunct for several decades now called Hospital did. Uh, they did a stripped down acoustic version of Crazy Train, and it was fantastic. All right. Well, for music, I'll say Death Cab for Cutie's uh, uh, version of Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls is amazing. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. Uh, for intellectual properties, uh, I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's better, but I, I really do just love giant monsters, and I love the new Godzilla. Not all. I've got to say the the, not, the not new the Godzilla cartoons Kong, have been great. But. The new Godzilla. Oh, the you mean the uh, what's the it, what's Net the series Netflix called? series? Yeah, the Netflix series. Yeah, that was yeah. pretty good. Oh, I like that one too. Is that everybody? Yeah, that's all of us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Christy uh, Christy Swanson made the news uh, recently. The original Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, she was a notable anti-vaxxer. Came out against vaccine, and unfortunately, she did catch COVID, and she is in the hospital right now. Um, so that kind of shows the importance of maybe getting a vaccine, maybe not doing your own research, if your own research is listening to Joe Rogan. Well, that's too bad because not many years ago, but just a few years ago at Pensacon, she was there and was very kind in, uh, in having my picture taken with her, and she is still so hot. I've met her three times, and she's always been super sweet. Yeah. You can be super sweet and still be an anti-vaxxer. Mike, your oh, dog yeah. was super sweet, right? Shut up, man. <laughs> Until you found out your doctor was an anti-vaxxer. 
I love what you said. I, I, yeah. I, you are at the pinnacle of class when it came to that. You said, thank you for your opinion. I'm glad you told me you're an anti-vaxxer. You're no longer my doctor. But, you know, I respect your opinion. Yeah, yeah no, I didn't respect her opinion. <laughs> well, you were, just, you were polite. I will politely back away from your office. <laughs> That's what you should have said <laughs> to the anti-vaxxer doctor. She gave you a uh, colonoscopy, didn't she? She believed in that. She yeah. believed wholeheartedly in that. She, she, in that she didn't give me the colonoscopy. She told me I should get a colonoscopy. Ah, that's fair. Uh, she might have had a homeopathic method for doing it, Mike. You should give it a shot. <laughs> Maybe she just gets up there with a big old telescope. <laughs> <laughs> You guys ready for 318? Yeah. yeah. Colonoscopies. Colonoscopies. <laughs> I'm a big fan. Um, I want to go back to, um, I'm going to need a little bit of help. Uh, Josh uh, was talking a little bit about our top secret campaign earlier, and I love that system. I thought that was a fun system. It wasn't a great system, but I thought it was good. What was the space one we played that was around that time? Was Star, Frontiers? Star, Frontiers. Yeah, but Star Frontiers. Star Frontiers. Star Frontiers. 3 to 18, Star Frontiers. You had four races, maybe five, was it? Yeah, you had, had the schmoo, you had the... Dralocytes were the schmoos. Yeah, you had the, the flying... The crickets. The yeah, uh, the cricket guys, yeah, the cricket guys. guys. Uh, crickets, were they an NPC race? Weren't they the villains? Uh, I, I think they were. <laughs> the the insect guys, guys were the bad guys, yeah. Then there were, yeah, there were the, the monkey guys who had the... Uh, the little flappy wings, yeah. The flappy wings. The Dralocytes were schmooze. Um, it was a crystal guy, right? Uh, I think you're just naming Herculoids now. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> Scale of three, we played a lot of that game. Frankenstein Jr. was in there. There was Glee and Glob. Yeah. Space Moby Dick. Brock, Igu. Space Moby Dick, what a crazy premise. I'm going to give it a ten. A ten? Huh? Yeah. The game really? system? I mean, yeah, it was wasn't great. It's uh, true. It's true, but I gotta put a little emotion in on this mission, man, because I can't. I'm I'm too much of an empath. I can't separate them enough. I'm gonna give it a 15 just because I had so much fun playing this game with you guys. Yeah, oh yeah. I mean, if we're talking not mechanically and how much fun I had playing, I love playing Paralysites. I don't care that I was just some freaking blob with a. What's the ever the engine of the cell and it was? Mitochondrians. I feel like I should know more cell parts because I played Dravocytes than anything else, but apparently I can't remember it. So I'm going to give it a 13 just out of, uh, I'd say. You've that. touched my cilia. I'm going to give it an 11 now. I'm raising it up. One up. Thank you, Mike. I'm going to give it a 12 because I've never played this game. <laughs> But I like Tom's enthusiasm. <laughs> it was one of those games where we got around the table, it was always fun. That intellectual property actually fell back to TSR, and TSR has been relaunched by one of Gygax's kids. And they're taking the intellectual property that Wizards of the Coast never acquired to try to relaunch that as a gaming company. So TSR is trying to yeah, they've already they've already launched uh, Star Frontiers. Yeah, yeah. 
Then again. Yeah, I heard they were going to do a video game. Yeah, I'm I sure they're trying to do a lot of stuff, but... Yeah. I just know there's there's two brothers, uh, one of which is uh, not not widely held in regard by the gaming community. That's how I'll, I'll phrase it. I can't, but I don't know who is who. I met Luke. He seemed like a nice enough guy, but once again, that is no de- determination of of yeah, social perception. One brother can tell no lies. One brother can never tell the truth. How do you okay. get through the door? You just follow him on Twitter. Yeah. Long enough, and the one guy basically shows he's an asshole eventually. Yeah. That's, that's By it. the way, these vaccines, come on, am I right? Okay, we got it. We All think right. we're following it now. Nailed it. That's a clue. Yeah. Well, I'd like to thank Kirby Crackle for providing our geek rock music every week. You can check him out at kirbycracklemusic.com. I'd like to give a quick shout-out to Jonas Salk. Jonas Salk, inventor of the polio vaccine, Gave it away for free. Never made a dime on it. You know why? Because he said it was important that everyone gets this shot. Thank you, Jonas Salk, for leading the way. It is important that everybody get their shot. But I'd like to thank GeekOrthodox.com. GeekOrthodox.com. Hello, Timmy. GeekOrthodox.com, purveyor of fine t-shirts and other geeky things, such as stained glass prints, Johnny Skywalker rocks glasses, socks, baseball t-shirts, baseball caps, you name it, they got it, geekorthodox.com, purveyors of everything geeky. I would like to say to our listeners that if you email luckybastard at at thelongboxguys.com, for everyone who makes me a Thanksgiving turkey out of the palm of their hand and scans it or takes a picture of it and sends it to me, I will donate an additional $50 to Elizabeth Peabody House for Thanksgiving. Up to three hundred dollars. Ooh. So, so, send in your photos. Send in your photos of your turkeys, and uh, and I will uh, donate additional money to Tom's Food Bank and to the the, the charity we we keep uh, we keep supporting here at the Longbox Guys. So it's almost the holidays, folks, and everybody needs a turkey hand up. You're muted, Tom. And only our YouTube people will ever know. Now, Michael probably won't edit it out. Everyone's going to know. Everyone's you are correct. <laughs> I am a very poor producer. Take that. So I guess that's it for plugs. Let's go over to LT. LT. Got any words of wisdom for us? Yeah, if you haven't gotten your shot, get your shot. And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it. I've gotten my shot. Yeah. Get yours. Take shots with the long box, guys. Excellent. And, Josh, Dr. Druid lived in Ireland. Is Ireland your sector? Um, no, but there's a lot of castles I'd like to see in Ireland. But currently, Ireland, not my sector. Even though, just recently, they're allowed back in the country to visit if they'd like. So, come on over. Today, my neighbors are very excited. Yeah, they can see family again, right? Good for them. Yeah. Tom, what is it that you always say when you're not coughing? <clears throat> I always say, don't just what you hate, just promote what you love. You'll live longer. Unlike me, who's going to die any second now. And thanks for the long box, guys. I'm going to go pick up my son. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye-bye. Love you.
sausage fest it is. Yum, 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 yum. 